the Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHAM1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products are right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship run all season long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. University of Oklahoma Hockey. Big school, big dreams. For schedules and tickets, go to ouhockey.net. AT&T Wireless, where both new and existing customers always get our best deals. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. University of Central Oklahoma. A top-ranked education and an elite college hockey experience. For more information, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. San Diego State Hockey, sun, sand, and hockey, as well as a top-flight education at sdsu.edu and sdsuhockey.com. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Wednesday night, which means it's time for the Great West College Hockey Podcast. A little bit early again tonight. I think it might have to be a little early almost every Wednesday night. I was just going to say it should be early every week. Sorry, you haven't introduced me yet, but I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, who are you? Anyway. (laughs) Who am I? uh, (laughs) Scott Strandy with you today in the parking lot of Pachanga Sports Arena in beautiful San Diego, California, as uh, I prepare for an AHL game. I get to go to a game once. Steven gets to go every night. I get to finally go to one. So Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful, vibrant Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, I had a marine layer of clouds all day today. The sun has finally broken out just in time for it to go down. <laughs> Wait, you're in San Diego and there was it was marine layer? Yeah, imagine that, right? Wow. Green layer of clouds all day. Just you say away it, I thought it's sunny and sunny in about seventy degrees all year round there. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was out in mid sixties, I guess, but cloudy all day today with the marine land oh. finally burned off, but just wow. in time for the sun to set. Talk to people in uh, we hit Buffalo a couple weeks ago where they had feet and feet of snow and and other places. I'm sure they trade some of that snow for some marine layer and 60-degree weather. Well, you know, I went to morning skate today for the Gulls and the Eagles, and Kevin McGlue, the uh, the uh, broadcast um, specialist and Mr. Everything for the uh, Colorado Eagles, came up to me and goes, boy, is it nice to be on vacation in California, huh? And I'm going like, yeah, why? And he goes, it's seven degrees back home. And I'm yeah. going like, oh, my goodness. 
Um, yeah, yeah it's I cool. got to go back there. Yeah, you'll you'll be back. You'll be back there soon enough. <laughs> so anyway, you can finally get out of the Arizona sun and the and the and San Diego and. Yeah, I might want to take this route again and be become one of the the southern guys. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, so that's what's happening tonight. Um, anyway. Uh, we have AC but you're right about but you're right about, about t- doing the show early. It seems like every week I was looking at the calendar and seeing what's on Wednesdays for like the next month or so. Uh, certainly, there's a game, AHL game or an NHL game here in ta- here in Las Vegas every Wednesday. I think between now and the the end of the the year, uh, I'm sure you you're probably going to be at something. Uh, yeah, I think we might have to. I think we might have to move it up to 4:30 Pacific like this, so we can get a chance to. Uh, get it in before we cover games because um, the Pro Hockey West report is going to be firing up for real pretty soon. So that's why I've been out here uh, on the West trying to uh, connect with everybody. Had a great visit with AJ at uh, the San Diego Gulls today and, of course, Kevin McGlue with the Eagles and and your work with Brian and the the Silver Knights. And, And of course, I've got uh, Adrian with the Tucson Roadrunners. And, and, I, uh, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm th- thinking about reaching out to Coachella Valley because they're in town here this weekend for Henderson to play Henderson. And of course, they're the newest team in the American Hockey League, uh, other than Calgary. But Calgary is a relocated team. But Coachella Valley is the newest team in the AHL, and they're coming here for a weekend set with Henderson. And they also have uh, right now the uh, number two uh, prospect in the Seattle Kraken organization playing with them, and he'll be here this weekend too, Shane Wright. So gonna be or, very. Intri- or will he? Or will he? The way they're playing right now, I think they might need some scoring. <laughs> right, right, but I don't think they. I think they're. I think they've got a game plan for him. I think he gets these two games in. He might go back there, but he's also probably going to join the uh, the World Juniors coming up here, and then, and then I don't know. I think he might have to go. He'll go back to Seattle, or he'll have to go to his junior team. So, anyways, that's that's. See, we we haven't done a pro hockey West report, so I'm like I've got all this pent up uh, pro hockey stuff here. But we haven't done an ACHA show in a couple weeks either, so <laughs> we can. But we didn't haven't had any games because of Thanksgiving. You know, still the AHL stuff went on, and the NHL stuff went on, but the ACHA stuff obviously didn't have stuff last week. But, but I guess we should talk about ACHA stuff on this podcast. Yeah, we're gonna do that because we've got a great guest joining us here in a little bit, um, probably about nine minutes or so. We'll have uh, Gary Astalis, the head coach from the Adrian Bulldogs M1 program, and breaking news today: he is now going to be the coach of what, Stephen? Well, I hope he uh, gets familiar gets familiar with a uh, little bit of uh, culture in uh, where is it going to be in Romania because uh, he's going to be spending a little bit of time there because they announced today the ACHA did that Gary Astalos and Mike uh, Petruzma have been uh, tabbed as head coaches of the two ACHA teams that will compete in the 2023 World Cup of University Hockey. Uh, Astalos will guide the team representing the United States of America. And, of course, there's a lot of USA pride right now with the World Cup of Soccer, so we'll hopefully can have that same pride in April for this. And then uh, Petruzma will uh, guide the team representing uh, Canada. Uh, of course, the 2023 World Cup, we know a lot about World Cups right now, as I mentioned, of university hockey will take place April 14th through 19th, 2023, in uh, Carta, Romania. So maybe uh, Mr. Sinbid, who's who got himself some attention <laughs> online we're not, we're not <laughs> for the World Cup. No, no, he's <laughs> he not can have that there. same Not send him there, but have that same excitement that he has right now in, uh, in Qatar <laughs> for the World Cup for soccer. <laughs> well, let's not mess around because we've got our guest with us. So uh, let's introduce Gary Astalis, the head coach from the Adrian Bulldogs, and as Stephen aforementioned, the new head coach of Team USA, 
which is uh, quite an honor. Gary Scott and Stephen with you. First of all, congratulations and thanks for joining us on such short notice. But when we saw the news today, Coach, we had to have you on. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's always a, a pleasure talking with you guys. And, um, you know, it's it's great to be on for sure. Okay, so so tell us about this. How did this all come about and how long have you uh, known that you were at least a candidate for this position? Yeah, well, this originally probably started uh, in the summer uh, where um, I, w- I was lucky enough to, to be a part of the, the coaching staff for the World University Games. And then um, they, ended up, they ended up going with uh, NCAA players. I don't know if you've seen that yet. And so um, we kind of got, you know, the, us ACHA coaches that were on that staff kind of got let go from that, which was tough. And then uh, this opportunity came about, um, I would say, maybe, maybe a month or so ago uh, or maybe a few weeks. And um, uh, Brian Moran gave me a call and, and said, we're kind of getting the gang back together and we're, we're going to, you know, make a run at this. So um, I've been very you know, fortunate to, to have been part of this process and um, definitely very humbled and honored and, and uh, looking forward to doing my part to, to help us compete over there. How much do you know about Carta Romania and how excited are you already studying up on the, the culture there for your the time that you're going to be there over there in, in Romania in, next April? Yeah, I've Googled it and that's that's about it. Um, I We've been really kind of focused with our team right now. We right, got a huge we got a huge series coming up uh, that starts tomorrow night. So I've I've really been dialed in and, and focused with our group. Um, but kind of after these two games here, I get to really get some some time off and and maybe work from home a, a day or two and I'm going to really dive into uh, you know our USA roster and and, and putting this together and and truth be told a, a lot of the groundwork was was laid back in 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 July and August and September when we were doing the zooms and and all that stuff trying to prepare for for the world game so um, what's pretty neat is is we get to circle back to those those preliminary rosters and and then start building again so we're we're looking forward to it. Gary, let me ask you this. So there's a difference between the World University Games and uh, and this series, correct? There is, yep. They, okay. Two different things, yep. Maybe you, maybe you could explain that to our listeners because I know uh, we've seen guys in the past that have gone to the World University Games and, and this being a little different. So how many teams involved and, and all of that good stuff? And then we'll get into talking about the Bulldogs because you, you're right, you've got a big series coming up. Yeah, so traditionally we, we've had the ACHA uh, D1 uh, players uh, f- representing the USA at the World Games, and and then uh, I was lucky enough to be on the help with the selection committee. Uh, man, this is a while ago. Maybe in 19, we had Dominic Moore go from our team and, and, and play for us, and uh, there were some NCAA players with that one, and then um, – uh, this, like I said, this past one, they're, they're going with NCAA players. So I'm, I'm hoping some of our, you know, NCAA guys at Adrian are, are going to be selected for that as well. So that's, that's going to be exciting. And we actually have a player, Henrik Overval, uh, that, that made team Sweden and, and he's going to be a captain on their team. So, uh, it's definitely pretty neat. And, and this is something completely different with, with world cup. So there's going to be eight teams, um, in the World Cup, you know, Romania, uh, Slovakia, um, I believe Finland, U.S., Canada, and maybe Hungary. And um, 
So this, you know, we have we have the ACHA over here, and and over in Europe, they they have uh, a university uh, hockey league as well. So very similar concept of of uh, only university players are are eligible, and um, you know, it's it's a great opportunity for our guys to compete on an international stage, and um, us in Canada are in are in two different brackets, so that's kind of neat. Where you know maybe if if both of us advance, we can link up uh, in the semis or the finals. So um, and, and hopefully maybe get to compete against a bunch of guys you know as well, right? So it's something that I'm you know I'm extremely excited for, and uh, you know ve- feel very blessed and fortunate to be a part of it, and and um, just can't wait to get going here. Well, I'd like to ask about about like the process about getting the, the the roster selected. I know you say you you've got obviously you're born by Adrian this week. How do people players want if they wanted? Is it something that has already been decided, or people can still s- submit that they want to play? And 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 obviously you're a big part of the process. And just kind of how's that going to f- happen over the next few weeks to to get players uh, a team formed for this? Yep. So we, we, we do kind of, we have a, a staff in place right now. I believe the ACHA is going to announce, uh, assistant coaches, uh, next week. Um, and so our, our pre- preliminary, uh, roster is, is, man, I, 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 I was looking at it this morning. I, I want to say maybe we're at, around 30 forwards and 15, 16 defensemen and, and five or six goalies. Uh, but that's nowhere near, you know, in stone. Like we're kind of looking under every rock. And uh, I saw the ACHA today put out um, a link where if you're interested, you can you can fill out a form uh, as well on their on their website. So we're kind of looking under every rock. And and the, the thing is, is we kind of got to once once everyone's semester ends, we need to hit the ground running and 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 start kind of hammering this out because the, the games are in April. So we don't really have a ton of time. And, um, you know, with getting, you have to get the passports ready and, and the flights and there's a, there's a lot of preparation that's going into it. So, um, and, and kind of where our hub city is going to be and where we're going to fly out of and the practices and the zoom and the preparation that, that we kind of need to do before, uh, we even fly out of here. So, um, you know, we've definitely, like I said, there was a lot of work put in in June and July and August. And then once the staff was selected, we kind of all hunkered down and, and put some initial lists together. And, and then we're going to have our first Zoom uh, next. Uh, this upcoming Tuesday is our first Zoom. And, and then we're going to really start putting pen to paper and, and figuring this out. So we're definitely not taking this lightly. I think we have a lot of pride in, in representing ourselves, the ACHA, the United States. So there's definitely been a lot of work and, and preparation that's going to go into this. So the 30, the, you said the 34, the, uh, the 16, and the five gold, that's what you want your roster size to be, or that's already people that you have on your list right now. But that, that, that's, that's just projected depth charts the the final roster will have 13 forwards uh seven defensemen and two goalies okay so you're gonna so the final roster will that will go with you to Romania will just be basically 13 forwards so you'll have like an extra forward and extra defenseman but basically that'll be the guys you roll with that's it that's exactly it okay so my question for you Gary is uh everybody that listens to our show knows that ACHA hockey is the pay to play so uh, how's the funding going on this and how, how is it funded? Is it, is it private donations? Is it uh, ACHA money? Where, where does it all come from? Because it can't be a yeah. trip. 
Yeah, I you know what I haven't been brought up to speed fully on on everything that that is is going to happen. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to comment on that too soon, but I, I do know there there definitely is some funding and and some sponsors, and I'm actually working on a a couple sponsors with you know video and equipment and. If you guys know anyone, let me know because we're looking for for sponsors to to uh, to make this as affordable as possible. I think the the worst case scenario we're looking at uh, fifteen hundred dollars uh, per player, but um, that is kind of like the worst case scenario. So we're we're still waiting on a on a you know maybe a, a big sponsor or two, and and we're gonna look at every uh, every option available to to make this as affordable as possible because we do want, um, you know, those, those players to be available and, and we don't want cost to, to deter, uh, uh, a person from, from making the trip. So, um, kind of where I'm at right now is, is $1,500 per guy is, is kind of where we're at, uh, in these uh, kind of these stages right here. Yeah. Okay. That uh, makes total sense. So, well, congratulations again on that honor. Now let's talk about these Bulldogs because I, I had a chance to watch uh, the University of Arizona, who you played earlier, and I thought they were starting to come on now. And I talked to Coach Berman, and he said, you know, I'm not taking away anything from other teams that we played, but it's different playing at Adrian and playing Adrian. <laughs> I think that's a pretty yeah. big compliment. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I have so much respect for Chad and um... – you know he's he's such a good guy and and so diligent and I've been uh, like I he's he's kind of been helping in this in this process with the selection with USA and all that stuff and I've actually got to know him a, a lot more recently so um, you know it's it's like I said it's nothing but respect for Chad and um, you know what they they've got they've kind of got like hot lately right like they they look good and. Um, you know, he with their kind of ice situation, I give them so much credit because there might be a few days where they don't get ice if it's out or, you know, the pro teams on the road and whatnot. So uh, for everything that he's doing, uh, I have so much respect for him. And um, I, like that, that's a team you don't want to play in, in the first couple rounds of nationals because they're they're going to be rolling like there's no doubt. So. Uh, so, yeah, I definitely enjoyed our, our game that we got to play with them. Okay, so so tell us a little bit about your guys this year because uh, you seem to be clicking pretty well right now and a big weekend series coming up. So um, what are you looking to get accomplished? And this is the end of the semester for you too, right? Or is there more games after that? No, th this is it. This is it. And uh, I was on a, uh, a podcast yesterday and, and, and the same question came kind of came up and I, I mentioned that um, we – like I don't want to use – injuries as any excuse because everyone has injuries everyone fights adversity everyone has you know their battles that they're facing but you know we we are pretty banged up right now and um we this is a perfect time for our break like we we just need to get through this weekend play as hard as we can and 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 get you know a bunch of guys back that that next semester as well so um for us like we just need to compete a full 60 purdue northwest is is uh they're great in their first year like carl trozian has done such a good job with that program yeah they're 10 2 and 1 right now their record right and it's their first year in division one like last year they were division two right so um it's just impressive like what they're doing and you look at the video and they're very structured in their d zone 
they're very structured in their ozone and they they work their tails off like they they win loose puck battles so by no means is is this going to be um you know, a, a a wide open game. This is going to be a tight one, and and there's a reason. I, I are they ranked maybe 25 in the country right now? Is that where their last one was? Uh, like they're they're pretty dang good. So we yeah, we're have our hands full. They got them at uh, 22 right now. The, so, the ranking that came out last week, which is the last the latest one that's been out. Yeah. So they're like they're they're uh, this could be a, a first game at nationals, right? Like this could be something like close to that. So we got to be prepared for it. Okay, so let me ask you about this. Um, you know, we talk an awful lot about um, the growth of uh, and growth and slash parity, I guess, of all levels of hockey. I see it in the NCAA a lot, Gary. I see it in the AHL, uh, which I'm uh, about to cover a game tonight uh, here in San Diego. And um, when I see ACHL, I go like, goodness gracious, the, the top echelon, the top 20, 25 teams of ACHA M1 have gotten really, really close. Um, I, I was just spent a, a, about an hour or two hours watching San Diego State play. They're in their first year as well. And um, they were there was some frustration from the coaches going like, man, um, I don't know how, we, how we're going to get players to compete w- at this level, but we're going to try. So your thoughts on just the parity that's coming along in ACHA hockey? Yeah, it's, it's really good. Like, it's really good. Um, you know, like, look at, Purdue Northwest, for example, they're 10, 2, and 1, and they're ranked, you know, 22. So uh, the the parity has gotten really good. Um, like, you look at, like, Arizona, maybe they're ranked between 15 and 18 right now. Like, and they're a really, really good hockey team. Like, really good. Like, they... they I'm, I was, like, literally scratching my head the other day. Like, how how is this team ranked where they're at? And it's you go to, <laughs> you you go down the list though, and it's like yep they're really good they're really good they're really good, um it, it, like it's 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 uh it's I was talking to uh, another coach about this yesterday like you can go into the national tournament and in that that first day where there's those difference in seeds like one in twenty or two in nineteen maybe it's that second day because there's the playing games. And, and legitimately anyone can be anyone. So in, in my seven years, you know, in the league now, I think the parity is, is the best it's ever been. I think there's more schools uh, supporting ice hockey from a, an athletic department's uh, view of things. And um, I think there's, there's a lot of coaches that are doing a great job and, and they're working hard and, uh, and getting good players and, and, and good players obviously creates results. So I, I think that's probably why you're seeing that parody. Well, I'm with you, Gary, because I, I was at the national tournament last year, and it was it was really exciting, even though you, you had the typical of the top four, and it, ultimately that's what it kind of came down to. But some of those earlier games were, were really entertaining. And, of course, you had Ohio, too, which upset Minot State the, the second day. So that was kind of like, I mean, a few years ago that might have not been possible, but it seems like every year that the ACHA goes along here, it seems like, that possibility can happen each year. So I'm real excited to see what happens in, in the Boston area this year, this next uh, tournament, because I, I really think it could be, you, it, it's not going to, anything's not going to be a, a lock it, it anymore when it comes to matchups with the, uh, with the tournament field that will end up being established. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I, I totally agree. It's, it's, it's a deep field and, 
And um, it, it's going to be tough, too, at those auto bids, right, with the, the conference winners. So it's it's going to be interesting to see who's in and who's out. And, and that's why every game matters, right? So um, I think that's why we're, we're definitely putting so much emphasis on this this last series before the break. Okay, so let me let me ask you a little bit about this, Gary, because I had a chance to watch uh, UNLV as did Stephen and Liberty uh, take on uh, Anchorage, and Stephen saw UNLV take on Denver, and the crossover between ACHA and NCAA, and um, you know, it's I think it keeps getting closer. And then I also want to do part two of that, being are, are you impressed with what you're seeing from Lindenwood at the NCAA ranks, knowing that they're your quote unquote defending champion now uh, at the ACHA D1 level. Yeah, I mean it is cool. Um you know, you look at Linden uh, Lindenwood came to Michigan um and played earlier in the season and it was pretty neat to see those Lindenwood guys from last year that were playing in the ACHA uh having so much success um at the NCAA level. Like it's it's pretty neat to see and um and yeah, the ACHA teams that are competing uh, with these NCAA teams—it's awesome to see. I think it's uh, it's. I think when when Liberty beat um, LIU, maybe maybe that was two or three years ago. It was probably during COVID. Um, you had I remember the entire ACHA, you know, watching that game, and I remember sending Kirk a text, and I think he texted me back like the next day he's just like it's been crazy like so many ACHA teams are are supporting and following and and you're obviously seeing that this year and I think you know V had one or two like one goal games was it with Anchorage so um it's it's really impressive to see and and um you know I definitely have so much respect for those teams and and um it, it's definitely awesome so um so yeah I th- I think um you know the like like I said the level it's 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 just continuing to get better. All right, give us a thumbnail of uh, how things have been at Adrian because uh, you know I love that place. I've only been there once and never been there for a game, but just the environment there, everything's still clicking. You guys doing anything different and new or uh, anything like that? Yeah, I I don't think we're doing uh, anything too much new. Uh, we, we kind of added some uh, like interns and, and support staff to our team and, and they brought in like a little fog show and a light show now for warm ups and we're trying to have a little bit of a bigger uh, social media presence. So we're, um, you know, we're, we're kind of a, attacking some things in the last seven years that that I haven't thought of. Um, I'm, I'm definitely probably more of a, a dinosaur in that sense of um caring about social media or fog machines but it's 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 um that you have to adapt right like the game's changing and and what kids uh care about or value um evolves right so we have to do that too so um so yeah i think i think you know we're always tinkering and and adding and um, trying to give our kids the absolute best college uh, experience they can have. So I'll tell you what, our attendance has been really up. I mean, it's it's been a lot of packed houses and, and big barns, and maybe that's maybe that's because things are, are are finally like fully back to normal. Uh, and it's it's been awesome because the, the kids have really came out and, and supported our group. So we're definitely very fortunate for that. Yeah, I'll kind of expand on social media because I kind of feel like. 
you know, we see a lot with social media and it's become kind of, it can be kind of used in a, in a negative way and stuff. And so per, for me, it's kind of like, I personally, I, it's like, I, I, the social media has kind of become this thing that I'm almost like dislike, but it's it kind of, it's kind of the opposite of what I, I have to, we have to use it because it's like, it's a way to, especially these days to promote yourselves or to promote what you're putting out there or content that you're putting out. And, and for you guys as a team to put out your, you know, what you guys are doing to get in engagements from fans and all that stuff. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, what we see people using social media for, and then what you, what you got to try to use social media for and how important that is to, to kind of put your team on a, on the next level, because we see a lot of the, the best teams out there are the ones that are putting out, uh, on the ice, which is important, but also putting out stuff on online on the different the different platforms. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's uh, a way to to reach out and, and connect with kids. And you know, I'm not on Twitter. I I'm not on uh, the inst or well, my equipment manager manager did make an Instagram for me. I I haven't posted on it yet, but I'm I'm trying to learn it, I guess. So I, I'm not really too much into it, but. Um, I know from a team perspective, it, it is very important because, um, you know, I'll see, uh, someone in the bookstore, I'll see someone walking through campus, maybe at Starbucks and, and I'll have someone say, Hey, saw the score on Twitter or saw the song, saw the score on Facebook. Great game. So it is really important. And our, our campus community definitely follows those social medias just to, uh, maybe they don't go to the game or we're on the road. Uh, it's nice that they're following and supporting. So I think those are really important aspects from our end. Now, Scott, is it true that you just recently created a Snapchat page so people can, can yeah. get in with, with yeah. St- <laughs> yeah, I, I got pushed pretty hard. I have no idea what I'm doing, Gary. So, uh, all I know is I created an avatar and they said, uh, take a picture of yourself to do it. And I came out with gray hair. I looked like I was about a hundred. And <laughs> so I had to quickly figure out how to change the hair color. So I didn't look that old, but yeah, I mean, it, it's really incredible. I, I was talking Gary to, uh, the NCAA coaches about, um, the fact that, uh, you know, like the anchorages and the Fairbanks and stuff like that are now finding that a lot of players are coming to them, quality players, because they want to see the country. They want to experience things uh, in their college days. And I know Anchorage was on the road for 16 days and they saw the Grand Canyon. They saw uh, obviously the Rocky Mountains and, and I had a chance to go to Vegas and, and do all these different things. But are you seeing that too from, from your kids? Do they want to see the country a little bit? Yeah, I, I think so. You know, we, we definitely enjoy those times where we, we went to Stony Brook a couple times and we always stop in the city and, you know, it might be kids their, their first time like at, at, in New York city, right. Or, uh, this year went to Pittsburgh and we like to go to, to, uh, Liberty and, and that play in that environment. So definitely I, I, it's, it's awesome. And, and even with the national tournaments, you know, we flew down to Texas, like that was a, a great experience as well. And, and this year in Boston. So, um, you, you know, it's maybe a little different for a national tournament where it's kind of more of like a, a business like feel, whereas the, those, those series games where you can go a day early and, and kind of make a day out of it and practice, those are, those are more fun. Right. Um, so, um, so yeah, I definitely think that's, that's definitely pretty neat. Okay, final one for me, and I promise we'll let you go. <laughs> I know you've got a busy schedule, but um, uh, when we're t- when, when we talk about the parity, obviously it's got a lot to do with the extra years 
And um, we're kind of seeing that come to a halt now with COVID in the rearview mirror, hopefully, as we uh, we keep moving forward. But um, have you seen your talent level rise or the talent level maybe across the board in ACHA1 due to the fact that uh, there was a pandemic? Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, we're we're uh, seeing that even on our team where, you know, we have a, a couple graduate students and now with the fifth year, there's there's grad students on every team. And and that's going to make it not only more competitive uh, between teams, but in, in your own locker room, like trying to figure out who, you know, who the 22 kids are that are going that night. And I know that's that's, uh, you know, that's something where we're having daily discussions of know who's competing and who's doing well and i think you're you're having a lot of coaches that are that are going through that right now so i'll be very curious where um you know that all leads as the next in the next one to two years um as we're we're getting back to to normal recruiting cycles and and things of that nature but um i think the fifth year especially at the ncaa level has a hundred percent helped with uh, the parity and the competitiveness uh, with all these, you know, really, really good players uh, available. Um, so it's, it's, it's definitely, I think, played a part into it. Okay. I know Steven will have one final one for you, and I just got to get follow this one up uh, just a little bit. But um, when we see these guys, I also look at the levels below you, Gary, and, and I think, those levels are getting better and better as well. Is is that my imagination or is that happening too from what you see in the, the U16, 17, 18 ranks? Yeah, I mean, just the things that, that these you know kids can do is 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 unreal and i think maybe some of that has to do with the focus of of more skills practice and and maybe that even starts at the grassroots with you know the cross ice hockey and the more emphasis on puck touches uh because um you know i watched some u18 a few weeks ago and i was like i can tell you this like our U18 team wasn't this good when, when we were 18, like these, these guys are skilled, you know? (laughs) So it's like everything else we evolve and and get better and and find ways to, to, to get better. And, um, you know, I think a hundred, hundred percent, the game continues to grow. The game continues to get better. And that's what makes it so fun. Steven, you got one more for Gary. Yeah, so we're talking about growing the game, so that ties back to the 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 World Cup of Hockey thing that is gonna you're gonna be involved with. I guess two part of this is that this one is gonna be in April, and if I'm I'm mistaken, the university games before we're like in February. So at least how nice is it that at least the the games won't happen during your guys' season, so it'll be after the ACHA season's over with. And then how important, like you said about growing the game, so are these like international type opportunities for yourself and for these players to go in there and, and try and try to grow the game internationally, which a lot of, which we see at every level they're trying to do that. The NHL, AHL, whatever, you know, college hockey, whatever it may be trying to get, make it, you know, get international flair. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, I think it's going to be great for our kids to experience the different cultures and, and being over there and just getting that, that experience for our guys is going to be pretty amazing. Um, 
it being in April is huge. Like you're, you don't feel guilty because you're away from your guys for, for two weeks. I think that that's the, the, the biggest concern is being away from your guys. And, uh, you go back and forth, like, shouldn't, shouldn't I be doing this, not be doing this? Is it, uh, you know, it's, I definitely had those thoughts. And, and then when they said this is in April, it's, it's, um, you know, pretty much, have to talk to the wife and make sure she's okay with it. And she's, she's a, a rock star and been nothing but supportive. And, and then we're kind of ready to rock. So um, it, it's great. I think the only challenge with it being in April is, you know, how do you keep guys game ready uh, for those three or four weeks between the national tournament and um, in April 10th. And, and that's going to be a challenge. So we're going to have to be creative and, um, and, and, and find some ways to, to keep the guys in the, you know, the best shape we can in, until the games. But, um, it's definitely a challenge that, that we're looking forward to. Gary, we appreciate your time as always. Um, congratulations again. That's a great honor. Anytime you can wear the red, white, and blue in in any event. Uh, so congratulations on that. It was great that you could come on and visit. Uh, I promise I'm going to get to Adrian. I'm I'm working on it. Somehow, some way, I'm going to make it there because I just can't wait to see that game-type environment. But we appreciate spending some time with us tonight. Best of luck the rest of the way, and uh, happy holidays. Yeah, and Scott and Steve, and I just want to, you know, obviously thank you guys for all your your coverage and support of the ACHA. Um, all of us guys, and I know I've talked to a, a ton of uh, coaches about your guys' program. We we really do appreciate the support, the support, and and all uh, all that you guys do for us. So thank you uh, for that, and keep up the great work. And looking forward to seeing you down the road here. Thanks, Gary, absolutely, for that. absolutely. We appreciate that. That's head coach from uh, the Adrian Bulldogs, the M1 program. And I have to differentiate because there's a lot of programs at Adrian. So Gary Estal is joining us. Steven I thought you were going to say you have to distinguish between Bulldogs because there's a lot of programs that are Bulldogs too. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. But anyway, uh, we thank Gary for joining us tonight. Steven and I are going to be back in about four minutes after uh, we hear some things from our partners. We'll be right back. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Gail McCarr. Before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. Oklahoma Sooners Hockey, celebrating 20 years of big hits, 20 years of big saves, and 20 years of big goals. 
Go to OUHockey.net and get your season or single-game tickets to see the Sooners take on national powers, Minot State, Missouri State, and, of course, rival Central Oklahoma. Single-game tickets are just $10 apiece, while OU students and staff are free with their ID. Youth hockey players are also free if they wear their jerseys. 20 years of Oklahoma Sooners hockey, the action you crave, only faster. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey West. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. When you put on that Central Oklahoma Broncos jersey, you represent a championship culture on the ice and in the classroom. Two-time ACHA M1 National Champions, four-time WCHL Champions, and named a Best in the West College by U.S. News and World Report, UCO hits all of the benchmarks for an elite college hockey experience. Our Edmond, Oklahoma campus, which is just minutes from downtown Oklahoma City, has over 100 areas of study, and over 200 student organizations to help you find your fit. Whether it's our stunning 210-acre campus or our NCAA-level hockey environment, go to uco.edu or ucohockey.com and see if Oklahoma's Metropolitan University is for you. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. As San Diego State begins its first season of ACHAM1 hockey, be a part of the foundation as the Aztecs look to build a new chapter in the city's long hockey history. In addition to our growing hockey program, the more than 36,000 SDSU students in our many degree programs, from bachelor's to doctorate, enjoy the best of higher education and lifestyle. Go to sdsu.edu to see if our unique, diverse experiences for you and visit sdsuhockey.com to support the top college hockey program in California. Hello, fans. My name is Hunter Mazzillo, and I'm number 26 for the UNLV Skating Rebels, and you're listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Hello, hockey fans. This is Jesse Lowell, captain of the Arizona Wildcats, and you are listening to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 
843-3772. All right. Welcome back in, hockey fans, to the Great West College Hockey Podcast. It's our Wednesday night show where our focus is squarely on the ACHA and the ACHA M1 in particular and W1 when we get the women's going as well where we can uh, get a little discussion going. Scott Strandy with you tonight in the dark now, the now dark parking lot of Pechanga Sports Arena in uh, San Diego, California as I prepare for an AHL matchup between a couple of birds, the Gulls and the Eagles. It's the Battle of the Birds. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from that vibrant city of Las Vegas, Nevada, where he's probably got his feet up relaxing in the estate. <laughs> no, Paul's the one with the estate. Uh, um, <laughs> did you think about that all day with the Battle of the Birds? Is that is that what you're going to be putting out on social, yeah, media, like social media? I put, put that out already. on social media. Put that on your Snapchat now that you got your Snapchat going. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You're not going to let me live that one down. Wait till I do the TikTok and then you can see me dance and sing as well. <laughs> that's going to get our that's going to drive our numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Stephen, you know, every time we have a guest on, I always want to get your opinion on what you heard but um you know i'll start tonight uh, gary astalis one of the best in all of uh all of the world let's just put it that way not just hockey he's a great individual that's appropriate too great. because he's going to be going to romania yeah. in april <laughs> yeah he's going to fit right in with the best of the world but anyway we always appreciate having gary on because he's so insightful and and uh he's just so gracious and so thankful for everything around him. And, you know, he reminds me a lot of a Kirk Candy and the fact that they just appreciate everything. And uh, what they appreciate almost more than anything is winning. And you had a chance to visit with Kirk. And I know you experienced that a, a lot um, in uh, in Las Vegas a couple of weeks ago. But um, just your thought on what uh, what Gary said and, and how you think he's going to fit as uh, the head coach for uh, Team USA. No, I think, I think it's a... Right decision. Obviously, he's he's been involved with these sort of uh, international things before, so it's not so. There's that experience there. Um, obviously, he's a he's a great coach. He cares about the game. He cares about the ACHA, which is of course what this is going to be. Entire these teams will be inf- entirely of ACHA players. Of course, you got his team that's pretty high up there in the rankings. And, and obviously, he, we asked him questions that he was thinking about. You know, when this announcement came out, when he was going to be involved with it. Uh, but obviously he's he's looked at some things. He's Googled Romania a little bit, which is good because <laughs> you got to get prepared for Romania. Uh, but he's also said that the focus is back on his team and their matchup this weekend. Uh, that that's that's important. Obviously, they get through that weekend. Then if there'll be some time in between the the the, the semester break here for the holidays, maybe l- to use that time to look more at this sort of stuff. And then obviously when the season starts back, you'll have to balance between getting the ACHA team going and then also probably still trying to do some of this other thing so he'll be a busy guy but but it just seems like a guy that that doesn't complain about that that he loves it and that he'll he'll do that and uh willingly and and that's uh that's that's what that's what makes this and i've i've said this many times that's what makes the acha great is that the 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 passion that these guys have for the teams that they coach or play on um is is wonderful and i think that's what makes the acha uh great because of that and they do it a lot for the the love of the game uh, because we said in a lot of cases players are paying paying a fee to play on these teams um so that's and then for these coaches a lot of times they're not getting a lot of money at all if, if they're doing it voluntarily or whatever or they get very very little sometimes they have to do other professions too to make money so it's 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 a passion thing for a lot of people but it's, that doesn't mean that they don't 
put the time and the energy into that program to make it succeed. Yeah, very well said. Um, I think uh, when I think of this, the first thing that came to mind was it's different than the World University Games. And I can remember there was a couple, I think three players from Arizona State that played in the in that event maybe four years ago, something like that. Yeah, we and, had one uh, from UNLV. I think one from UNLV uh, went over there and played there as well, I think. so. Yeah, well, and but it was a good point that you brought up because that was played in February, and I remember uh, ASU losing three quality players right before they went to the national tournament. And, uh, and it was, uh, you know, it was kind of a loss, but I also remember them coming back and being celebrated at the game. Uh, one of the final home games as, uh, American heroes, if you will. And I don't want to use that word, um, very, you know, loosely because there's heroes that are heroes, but, uh, they were celebrated as, guys that uh, went out and performed for their country, whether it be on the ice or anywhere else. Yeah, we, talk, we talked about this at the beginning. We're seeing a lot of that right now of, of, of a country pride with, with the World Cup of Soccer going on, the FIFA World Cup, and we're seeing how much people are invested in, in their countries right now. And we see that at the Olympics. We see when they have these other big-scale things. So some, something like this, is, while it's not as to that scale of, of, of that level, but it's still an important thing when you're wearing the, the red, white, and blue jerseys. Um, and you're representing your country. I mean, we're going to have a USA-Canada rivalry series game with the women's uh, national teams here playing each other, and that's going to be uh, exciting, and, and we're seeing the the uh, the excitement for that. So I think it's it's all that's in, important. But the, the danger, I think, with, with the, doing something like this when there are seasons going on, which, you know, we've seen that in the past with the Olympics and when NHL players are able, have been able to go. It is during the hockey season, so they but they take a break. You know, they they take a break in the NHL seasons to do that. They don't do that for the colleges, and since obviously that's some of the players did do that when they had to go to the Olympics when the NHL players didn't go. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's you don't take a break for your your teams that are still playing your ACHA games, and sometimes those can be very important games. The two weeks that you're not there, um, you know, and then there's also not that you shy away from this, but there's also fear for for injuries, you could get injured in something like that, and then you can't finish your ACHA season, which is what, you know, you were there to play with your ACHA team to try to compete and win a national championship. And so while it was great that you had a chance to go overseas and play in that, you know, if something freaked happened that you you hurt yourself and then you couldn't come back and, and finish your ACHA season. So that, there's always a risk-reward type thing with, I guess, anything that you do. So it's just a matter. But this at least will be after the season, so there's not that risk of missing ACHA time, which I guess is, is a good thing, I guess, because yeah, I mean, February, end of February, that's, you know, I, or whenever the, the university games were, I think it maybe was January. I can't remember when it was, but, but you know, that's, yeah, I think either late January or early February. But that's like the real, bo- that's them. like, but that's like in the real heat of the, uh, the last bit of the stretch for the uh, regular season ACHA play when you're oh, trying yeah, to get positioning for rankings and, and if you're trying to get into the tournament and, and for some of these teams, if they would be miss some of their top players, because obviously you're going to take the best of the best that are going to go, uh, that are that want to go, then that's uh, that can hurt your team. So at least it's in April, so it's after the season. But then Gary did mention there's going to be that challenge of keeping players fresh between the month the national tournament ends to when the uh, when this thing takes place. Uh, but we see that even during the ACHA season, sometimes when we depending on when the national tournament is, because it kind of fluctuates. Sometimes it's towards the beginning of March. Sometimes it's towards the end of March. It just depends on where the venue is and where, what, what they could get on the calendar. This year, I think it's the, like the second week of March, so it's not too bad uh, between the last games of the ACHA season from when the uh, national tournament is. But sometimes there's been like 
three or four week gaps before the team's last games of the ACHA season to when the national tournament is. And, and you're trying to keep fresh and practice and, and do all those things before you, you get into the national tournament. So it's, that's always a challenge too, but yeah. Well, I mean, well, two things about that. I don't, I don't think they'll, well, they'll still be snow in Boston in March. So get ready for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> second, secondly, uh, I thought Gary brought up a good point too about the guilt feeling as the head coach. If you get, you know, it's an honor to be named the head coach, but it, there's a guilty feeling that you're leaving your team in the middle of the season. So I think there's a sense of relief that uh, this will be played in April and not uh, during the season. So while it might take some time to get the guys up to speed, I'm sure they have ways of doing that. And, um, you know, it was it was also interesting, I thought, to, to hear about the process and the guys that were having input, like a Chad Berman and other people that are, um, you know, putting names out there and, and giving them something to look yeah, at. Yeah, that's so, interesting. You brought up Chad Berman's name. I wonder if he's in uh, consideration for an assistant uh, coaching uh, role. Well, <laughs> we'll find out before too terribly long, but yeah. he would certainly be a good one. And uh, mm -hmm. he would get my vote if I had a vote. But, you know, I don't have a vote. <laughs> You don't have a vote. You only have a vote for the NCHC uh, media polls that happen in the NCAA. Yeah. You do yeah, get a vote right. for that, but other than that, no no votes for, for you. <laughs> yeah, okay, stop it. All right. Um, I don't even get that. I don't have it. They don't even ask me for the three stars of the game when I go to these AHL games. They must, they must if they have their media people and their teams pick them out. I mean, I always uh, thought that they had the media pick those out, but I, I guess they you say know, that, but they never do. Cause I've never <laughs> yeah. been asked either. But anyway, uh, that's a whole nother, uh, whole nother can of worms. So um, last seven minutes of the show, let's uh, do a quick rundown of what's coming up this weekend, uh, Stephen. And uh, as you mentioned, there was no new poll this week because of uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. Nobody played, but, right, uh, but there are some we, big we games coming up, right? Right, we didn't have a show last week, right? Because we were we were getting ready for Thanksgiving, and I was gonna, I was somewhere, so uh, we didn't have a chance to talk okay, about. Hold the on rankings. a minute, you weren't somewhere. You were at a hockey game, like yeah. you always are every <laughs> night. Not Unless, every night, most every night. Well, somebody's got to work, Scott. Somebody's got to work. Yeah. <laughs> While you're just lounging oh, at the beach funny. in California, yeah, you know, somebody's got to somebody's got to work on tonight. Remember, I'm still on the ACHA budget. You know, I'm paying you to work here, so you should be happy. To have <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. okay okay so why don't so, you give us a quick rundown of the top uh let's say the right. top 20 teams or i don't know top 15 teams 20 teams that's like the whole, <laughs> that's the whole let's do the top 10 how about the top, the top 10 okay top well, 10 in do the, the top 10 i'll do wchl teams so real quickly okay. yeah minot state number one liberty number two adrian number three unlv number four central oklahoma number five not really a change there other than Liberty and UNLV swap spots because Liberty came into Vegas and obviously after their NCAA exhibition game, they played UNLV and won both their games. So that helped them obviously and, and, and UNLV dropped, they basically swapped spots. But um, so so that didn't, uh, so that happened. And then uh, Jamestown, Ohio, Calvin, Indiana Tech, Maryville rounding out the top 10. So some teams jumping up, some teams jumping down. And then for other WCHL teams, Arizona State, uh, went from nine the previous week to 12. So they're now 12. And, uh, and then the uh, other WCHL teams involve Arizona staying pat, staying pat at 18. Uh, and then Utah, who I think had a lot, lost a couple of games the, the weekend before uh, the last poll came out. They're now uh, seven, seven and oh, they're four, they're 20 now. They were 14. So they've, they've dropped down and I, Colorado State kind of, they get uh, the last spot in the top 25, dropping from 23 to 25. 
Uh, so they they are at twenty fifth in the uh, W's or in the uh, the ACHA. So that's a look kind of, and people can see the full pull on the ACHA website. You kind of have to dig for it now because it's, there's been some other articles that have come out, but you can find it there. And, and of course, next Wednesday the new one will come out after the games this weekend. So we'll we'll look for that. Okay, so uh, what's happening this weekend? There are some big-time matchups, and a lot of teams uh, looking for revenge and a lot of teams looking to avenge revenge. Can I say that? Avenge revenge? Yeah, I can say it. I did. You just did. So, yeah, you can say it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Adrian, as you mentioned, Adrian's going to be taking on Purdue North, uh, University of Northwest, one of the newer teams on the uh, M1 ranks. So that, that's going to be taking a place uh, Thursday and Friday there in Adrian's. So that'll be a... A good matchup between uh, two teams that are with good records, so that that's a look at that. But we want to focus a lot on the uh, WCHL games because there are some some big matchups. And and for uh, a team that I am uh, feel bad for now, I'll just say is going to be Grand Canyon because they're going to get a very angry uh, UNLV team, I'm sure, uh, this weekend. Uh, UNLV, of course, had to stew on those two losses from Liberty a little bit, but not playing games last weekend, obviously because of the holiday. But you know they're going to be uh, they're going to be ready uh, to go to Grand Canyon, which of course is not an easy place to play and play uh, GCU. This, uh, this, it's a Saturday Sunday matchup actually. So it's a Saturday 5 PM uh, Pacific time matchup. And at 1130 AM, 1230 Arizona time um, matchup at the uh, Arizona ice Arcadia. So it's a, so while you're watching your football on, uh, on Sunday, you can get on uh I guess GC does their games on Black Dogs. So you do have to pay, but if you want to watch that matchup between UNLV and Grand Canyon, that's going to be uh, going on. So, some other matchups this weekend. Of course, ASU and Arizona are going to play each other again, and uh, so that'll be exciting. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of exciting times in Arizona right now with the uh, with the football, <laughs> which I was, <laughs> which I was, uh, I thought it was the other way around, but uh, so that. But uh, we're talking hockey in Arizona and Arizona State. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Paul got upset at me because I texted Paul. Uh, it's a quick little side note on this. I texted Paul Saturday because, you know, Paul or Steve, who does your NCA shows with you, obviously. And uh, he's an ASU guy, obviously. You know, he went to school there and hates the school down south. And, uh, and so he went I went to school there when it was like uh, the dark ages. It was that right. long ago because he's old. Yeah. Anyways, but Arizona State football has been kind of up and down this year. They have a new guy now, but obviously it's been a little rocky this year. But uh, anyways, so I uh, Saturday I'm looking at the score. I'm like, because Paul always retweets this thing with, you know, since so-and-so days since Arizona's beating Arizona State, and it's like this, you know, it's over a 1,000 days or something. So I'm like, okay, well, I got to see the score because I knew they were playing each other. And I looked at the score, and I, I had thought that Arizona – ASU had beaten Arizona. So I'm texting Paul, like, congratulating that ASU won, that, oh, you know, at least you get to keep the thing. And, he, and, I, and, I, and I'm at the game when I'm doing this, the Golden Knights game, and so I have my phone away from me, and I look, and there's a, a certain emoji that's uh, not not pleasant. And I think, why is he sending me this? I, like, congratulate ASU. I, I, I look at the score again, I'm like, oh, it was the other way around. Arizona be Arizona State. Oh, you I you're being why. sarcastic. So I, I'm like, I felt bad because he maybe thought I was being kind of like, uh, you know, a, a smart aleck or something something for you know <laughs> and i apologized to him and he was he says that's fine but i, I felt kind of kind of bad for it but it was kind of kind of a funny moment but i was like ooh, <laughs> you got to be careful with those sort of things people really take those things seriously it's like it's like unr and unlv here we had a bit of a scare here with unlv which of course they're now in turmoil because they've just fired their football coach but they uh they had a scary game with unr it was not a very good uh unlv team but or not a very good UNR team, but you throw that out the window when you play your rivals. So UNLV's up, and then 
UNR comes back to almost win, and so uh, it was it was scary. But anyways, what my point is is <laughs> my point is we've got a big match. <laughs> I don't know what my point with that. Oh, story. we finally got to the point. Oh. <laughs> I, if there was a point, I don't know. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. make sure make sure Paul doesn't hear this last five minutes yeah. of the show. Oh, he'll he'll hear. <laughs> don't worry, he will hear. Um, anyways, that's so why Arizona State, Arizona playing each other in Tucson again. Arizona, of course, winning uh, last weekend uh, or. Last time they played each other in Tucson. So and be, last weekend. No, they didn't play last weekend, weekend before, but the weekend before, but, right? Yeah. That's I think when they. I think they, they're in a roll, five or six <laughs> or seven in a row. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you saw that in person, yeah. So, so that was uh, that was going on. Also, big matchup between the Oklahoma schools. Uh, Central Oklahoma, of course, will be heavy favorites in this. They're playing University of Oklahoma, but I just mentioned the rivalry theme. Maybe you can throw that out the window because it's Oklahoma and Central Oklahoma. So. And, and of course, the same, both, they both play in the same building. Both play in the same building. It is a UCO home game, so it'll be UCO uh, pro crowd. Uh, but I'm sure Oklahoma people will come and 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 root for their team too. But yeah, it's in the same building, so I guess that's that's kind of nice in that regard. But but it will be a UCO home game, so it's their building more. So uh, so that that'll be exciting going on. And then uh, Colorado. Speaking of Colorado, speaking of rivalries, how about Colorado State and Colorado playing each other? Yeah, rivalry Boulder. week for them too. Yeah, Colorado State and uh, Colorado. Colorado's been struggling of late. They they were they started good, beating some teams. You know, maybe not the top of the team, but they were getting the good wins. And then they kind of got to their tough part of their schedule. They've been struggling a bit, uh, but you know they're going to look to go back. You know, they're going to play. Like I said, they're going to play their uh, state rivals in Colorado State, so that ought to be a good good weekend set so some some good matchups this week and then we, we mentioned liberty real quick liberty after coming off that win with uh unlv and i talked with kurt handy after the games i asked him about going into the thanksgiving holiday if this can be something that you can build on and and he was just glad for the the, the holiday to come when it did because they, they were and it was and what made this weekend even that weekend even more remarkable for liberty and after we, we saw with them losing as badly as they did to the uh alaska anchorage team at the you know the nsa team is we had talked with him a little bit and they were talking about having some some illness through their team and a few injuries and so they were already kind of shorthanded so to go in the next two nights and and they got to think a couple of their players back they were off you know that got better from their illness but to get to, to be able to go and then beat a good UNLV team who maybe underestimated Liberty a little bit after seeing what that because they were there thir- they were there to watch that game with uh, Liberty and Alaska maybe maybe they got a little too comfortable I don't know but uh, I think. Uh, and that's not to take away anything from Liberty because Liberty was a determined team because they were the team that knocked them out of the tournament. They beat them three out of four the prior season. So they wanted to make a statement beating two. This was the first ever trip out to Las Vegas and play the UNLV there. So there was a lot at the, on the line, and, uh, and and Liberty made a statement uh, against UNLV, I think, that weekend. And so they're going to look to build on that against a, a good Maryville team, and, and Kurt Handy said that that's, that's what their focus is. So. Okay, if so, you keep talking, I'm not gonna get my food, and I'm hungry. You're hungry, <laughs> but you've been you've been eating you've been eating yeah. like a king the last few yeah. days. With <laughs> don't even go there. Okay, um, two things I got to close with. Number one, I delivered uh, the summer skates to San Diego State today, so uh, look for some pictures of those coming up. Uh, if you're interested, we do have that opportunity available too. Sneeze box. Hold on. Yeah, said to sneeze once or twice. 
Anyway, that's why <laughs> we never, have to mute. You button. never just sneeze just once, by the way. You notice no. that it's, it's always like two or three yeah. subsequent seasons. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you, uh, San Diego State got their uh, custom summer skates, and uh, the guys were pretty happy to have them, and they're using them as a fundraiser, which is a great idea. And uh, you can reach out to me to uh, get your team set up on that if you would like. Also, want to mention that San Diego State, Canisius, Oregon will all be traveling in a week to uh, uh, a little over a week, I guess, to UNLV to uh, to play a little mini round robin type thing or or just like a get together of four teams. So it's going to be exciting. Two of them. Yeah, get together. New. That's what let's call it a get together. Yeah. Yeah. Be. Okay. We'll call it a get together. Especially between yeah. UNLV and San Diego State. That'll be just a nice little friendly get together. Yeah. San Diego State is like really nervous about it too because they're not <laughs> playing very well right now and yeah. uh, they, they're lacking some players. But the good things are on the horizon because they're going to get some new players coming in next year because the admission standards have, uh, adjusted a little bit to let some hockey players get in too. Yeah, that's right. So that'll be exciting. Of course, San Diego State is still new at the M1 level, so they're they're still getting their feet wet. And some teams better adjust to it than others. Uh, so San Diego State's uh, still trying to find out, find them their way and get the players they want. So as you mentioned, the admission things has been a challenge for them in the past. So it sounds like that, that will be uh, helpful for them. That that'll yeah, be... that ends the admissions, uh, whatever, deadline is tonight at midnight so uh, they'll know how many players that uh, they have in next week so anyway um yeah, yeah okay. so that'll be yeah so so it'll be another busy hockey week we say that quite a bit don't we busy hockey week in vegas it's always so. a hockey week in <laughs> vegas uh, yeah it's become the hockey capital of the world Ooh, the minnesotans are throwing darts at me anyway uh, it's it's exciting. It's good to see. Uh, we we actually get a rare kind of quiet week here in 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 hockey here because there's only a couple Silver Knights games here this weekend. But other than that, oh, only only. Well, yeah. I but can. then but then as usual, there'll be all the youth stuff and everything going on. So I mean, that's you know, you factor all that in. It's always a busy time in uh, <laughs> in Vegas. All right, take it away so I can go eat. I'm hungry. <laughs> From the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona. ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. We hope San Diego State does that. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, no one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. By M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Check out their new location off Boulder Highway in Henderson, 308 North Boulder Highway. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Drury Inn & Suites, our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. And somebody warm up Colorado before I get back there on Thursday night late. 
Um, anyway, I've got an AHL game to go see and uh, got to try out the San Diego State or San Diego State, the uh, San Diego Gulls uh, food. So I'm going to do that right now, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Good night, everybody.